This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life. Each week, new stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first-class life mentor and certified Profiting From Your Passions coach, Kate Fessler. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and today my guest is Nancy Jutton. Nancy is the president of Nancy S. Jutton Marketing, Inc. She's the behind-the-scenes marketing wizard who builds the buzz, raises the profile, and boosts business for her own company, www.getknowngetpaid.com, and her husband, Steve's, too. In business since 2001, she's well-known for guiding experts and speakers to take their places on bigger live and virtual stages by getting ready for a big opportunity before it knocks. Steve and Nancy Jutton have been working and playing together since they fell in love in June of 1983. Married for 30 years, they've been running two successful businesses, raising a family, building their wealth, and loving their lives. Nancy's husband, Steve, is the president of Jutton Personal Financial Planning, LLC, a fee-only financial planning company that guides busy professional people to make the most of their money so they have more time to do what they love. One division serves baby boomers. Another division serves early career professionals who want to get a jump start on using their money wisely to achieve their goals in life. One thing Steve and Nancy have always had in common is the value of using money and resources wisely to make their dreams come true. Now they are working together to guide families everywhere to organize their financial lives so life can go on no matter what happens next. In this new collaboration with Steve, called the Life Goes On Roadmap, Nancy is combining her marketing skills with her husband's talent for personal finance organization to help baby boomer women around the USA get ready for the next chapters in their lives when something happens to shift their course to go solo for whatever reason life has served up. Welcome, Nancy. Thanks, Kate. It's great to be here. Have you always owned your own business or did you have a corporate job earlier in your career? Oh, I had a corporate job before my career for sure, (laughs) Uh, quite a few of them, but I spent about uh, 15 years in the fast food marketing business, and I was a regional marketing manager for uh, Taco Time restaurants, and I was also a uh, marketing manager for Jack in the Box restaurants long before the E. coli incident of 1993. (laughs) Oh my goodness, yes. So, yeah, the whole focus of that effort was ultimately to help people get what they wanted when they wanted it in four minutes or less, which is about the time that it takes to drive through a drive through if things are going well. <laughs> if things are going well, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I loved, I loved the work that I was doing, and, um, and I was actually quite good at it because um, I think the, the, the theme in my life has been um, – uh, 
better groceries. So one of the cool things about working for Jack in the Box is we were all about menu innovation. So as a member of the marketing team, we would always go to really high-end restaurants to see what the latest trends that were emerging that we could bring back to the quick service environment. So I got to dine at some of the best restaurants in the country as a member of the marketing team and really appreciate good food um, and find ways to bring it to the masses. Oh, that sounds like a nice perk. It was. <laughs> so when did you decide that you wanted to start your own business? Well, when my son was born in 1998 uh, uh, or 1997, I think that was really, what is that expression? Motherhood is the necessity of invention or necessity is the motherhood of, in I can't remember the invention, term. Invention, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, I believe is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, so I remember this so vividly, which was uh, I was a mid in my mid thirties. I had a new baby. I had postpartum depression, and I was trying to get myself well enough to go back to work. And when I went back to work, it was just this life of quiet desperation that I was feeling. About I have to get up. I get the baby ready. I take the baby to the daycare. I go to the job. I do the best I can. I reverse the process. I come home. And I thought, if the next 18 years is this is what it's going to be, I don't think I'm going to make it. So I decided that I didn't want to do it that way anymore. So I I think I, um, I gave myself permission to start something of my own when my son was one year old. And I was doing marketing and communications for big companies. And what was interesting about that is I wanted to get what I wanted on a schedule that would work for me. Um, and so I, I pretty much went freelance doing marketing and communications. And I did that for a couple of years and actually did very, very well. And it allowed me to balance everything that I had going on at the time, which was career, marriage, new motherhood, getting well after having a difficult birth and finding a way to make money. So I think in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I was still trying to take care of food, clothing, and shelter in those two iterations of my um, my career. Mm -hmm. Well, you reinvented yourself yet again in the aftermath of the Great Recession of 2008. Tell me yeah, about that. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> so... Um, here I had this PR firm where I was standing behind all these powerful people making them look really big in the media, and I proved to be very capable at that. And when the Great Recession happened, it seemed like my business screeched to a complete and total halt, and publicity seemed to be like a luxury purchase for companies as they were trying to hold on to their life to save their own businesses in a very demanding time. And what made this really, really demanding is um, we had just bought a dream home, couldn't sell the home we'd lost, didn't have any rich relatives, and we needed to make money instantly so that we didn't have to put the house for sale weeks after we bought it and reveal to the neighborhood that we couldn't make it. Mm. And so a friend of mine said, you're so good at writing bios and helping people sound amazing so they can attract clients now. Why don't you write a book about it? And so she dared me to write this book. And I took to the pen and paper and I wrote a book called Bye Bye Boring Bio, The Ultimate Action Guide to Getting Seen, Heard, Celebrated, and Compensated for Your Expert Status. And I wrote a newsletter to my then very modest list of clients. 
and fans. I think there were 1,185 names on the list, which is incredibly modest by today's standards. And then I went and walked the dog and said a prayer. I thought, boy, I hope this works. And when I came back from my walk with my dog, I couldn't believe my eyes. It was like I was sitting in front of a slot machine at Las Vegas with all these messages. You have an order. You have an order. You have an order. I couldn't believe it. I pulled my husband into the office. I said, look at this. He says, what is that? I said, it's mommy in the shopping cart. It was like, oh, my God. It was like an answer to a prayer. So that book basically allowed me to make enough money to pay the mortgage again and again and build a whole empire around helping people describe who they are and why they're cool and why people should hire them. And so I was able to leave publicity to a whole new um, way of serving coaches, authors, and speakers who wanted to get known to pe- and paid. And so that was that was like epic. <laughs> it was epic. <laughs> Which is really, uh, I think, what it, what that underscores is how sometimes life just comes to a dead end, and you have to decide. You know, what is that expression? You know, well, God sent a, he sent a helicopter, and he sent a boat, and he sent all these things. Like either you see the signs and you jump on the bandwagon, or you continue to suffer. And I didn't have any other choice but to keep moving forward. So I took the dare, did what it took, and turned into. Um, quite a successful enterprise, which I was very grateful for. Mm. And you're still doing that today. I am doing that today. And the thing that's sort of interesting is, um, you know, when I was in college, I I took a couple of psychology courses and there's this uh, concept called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And at the very bottom of this pyramid is your your, your physiological needs, you know, food, clothing, and shelter. And then one level up is safety. And then one level up is love and belonging. And then one level up is esteem and recognition. And then at the very top is when you're self-actualized and you're living fully expressed. And one of the things that I've been noticing, especially after listening to your podcast, Kate, is, you know, I was trying to think about what's the common thread that has been weaving together all of my various iterations. And it's sort of my path has actually mirrored the Maslow hierarchy of needs because in the beginning it was all about meeting my physiological needs. I need to I need to make sure I have groceries at home and I need to make sure that my customers are getting their hunger satisfied with fast food that makes them happy, right? And then when I was a new mom, it was all about safety and security and finding a way to get what I needed when I needed it. That's safety. And then the next iteration of my business was all about creating recognition and being seen and being heard and being celebrated and being compensated, which is about love and belonging. And then um, uh, I started working more with speakers who absolutely wanted to make a big impact and be seen and heard and compensated in really big ways so they could be you know, satisfied and thrilled with who they are in the world, which is all about esteem. And so now with the Life Goes On, on Roadmap, which is my husband's and I's latest endeavor, this is a this is all about self-actualization because food, clothing, and shelter, safety, love, belonging, and esteem, all of those check boxes have been met up until this point. But now it feels like what we're really supposed to do is help baby boomer women get ready for the next opportunity should they be found themselves suddenly single for whatever reason. And at this vintage of my life, being married to someone who's nine years older than I am, I'm keenly aware that I, the likelihood of me surviving him or outliving him is like um, 70%. 70% of women will 
out and survive their partner. At some point, I'm going to be responsible for all of these assets and everything we've accomplished. And I had this wake-up call just a few, you know, a few months ago. I thought, gosh, if something were to happen to him, I'm not sure I know where everything is to be able to manage it. So we created a whole system around how women like me can manage all of that. And now we've taken it out to people everywhere. And the love notes and the appreciation we're getting, it's so much more satisfying to me at many levels beyond helping people get clients and helping people get paid, but how you can ultimately take care of your family when you're the one that's ultimately responsible. There's something very powerful and personal and resonant about that that just really makes me want to wave the flag for that revolution. You mentioned your collaboration with your husband. Have you worked on a project or business before together? Yeah, it's so funny. My very first job in college, I had a summer internship and I had a choice. I could go to work for Universal Studios as a as a tour guide, keeping people's hands and arms inside the tram while the tram was in motion, while they were experiencing this adventure in a tram. Or I could get a real job being a corporate communications assistant working for my husband, Steve Jutton, who at the time I'd never met before. And I went and had an interview with him, and I said, how do you do, mister? And he said, it's Jutton, like Button. How nice to meet you. And I said, well, it's very nice to meet you, too. And he offered me what seemed like a king's ransom to go to work for him that summer as a real professional working in a corporate communications environment in a big uh, corporate scenario. And I remember saying to him, which is so funny, I said, I'm so honored to be offered this great opportunity, but I'm considering another offer. May I have 24 hours to think about it? And I was living with my parents at the time. I was 21 years old, and I said to my parents, now I can earn $3.50 an hour in 90-degree heat, keeping people's hands and arms inside the tram while the tram is in motion, or I can make real money doing something important for somebody who seems to know what he's talking about. What do you think we should do? And my dad looked at me, and he said, there's no decision. You're taking the job with Steve Jutton. There's no doubt. And so mm-hmm. me saying yes to Steve Jutton was the start of us working together at a very nascent time in my my life. And he was such a great mentor and such a great guide that, you know, I learned so much. And somehow during the whole course of us working together, there was some electricity that was flying between us. And what do you know, a few years later, we got married. <laughs> So what's what's it like working with your spouse? So working for him is completely different than collaborating. How do you see that relationship has changed over time? Oh, that's such a good question. You know, when I was 21 years old, I was in business school and I was learning how to, you know, was dressed for success. That was where it was, you know, dressed for success and you know, I did everything he said because he was older than me and he knew better, and I just didn't really have much of a point of view of my own. But as time went on and I created my own accomplishments and my various endeavors, my confidence grew and my fashion sense grew, and what felt comfortable and aligned for me may not have been in agreement with what he thought was right. And I remember like him saying to me, are you going to go to that meeting wearing that? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> You know, and I just, I think sometimes we need, you know, we all have mentors early in our career who influence um, our good habits and our good behaviors. And then we gain confidence with our own accomplishments and we learn to express ourselves more fully as who we really are. And I think that's what's happened is 
I, I've become rather successful in my business as a marketing expert, helping people step up and stand out. And it's uncontroverted in terms of where the money is and how well we live. And he's been very successful doing what he does. So now there's like this mutual respect and appreciation. And um, he has certain areas of genius that are clearly in his wheelhouse. And I have certain areas of genius that are clearly within mine. So we work in each other. We, we allow each other to be at our best in our wheelhouse. And we've been together for my entire adult life. So there's always been respect and appreciation and kindness and all those wonderful things between us that we can pretty much talk through anything and come to a good outcome. And neither one of them works for the other. We work with each other to achieve magnificent things. And nobody's working for credit. We're just trying to make a contribution to the people we're here to help and to have it be a win-win-win all the way around. Your collaboration is called The Life Goes On Roadmap. What is that, and who did you have in mind when you came up with the idea? <laughs> well, it really was, the genesis with this was really personal. What was happening about right about late last year is, do you know how it happens that sometimes um, bad things happen to other people, and then all of a sudden you start hearing about bad things happening to people, and there's one degree of separation between where you are? I mean, has mm-hmm. that ever happened to you? Mm-hmm. Because what, what, what happened is um, a friend of mine, 62 years old, got the flu, went to the hospital, and died. Oh, my goodness. And another person, after 32 years of marriage, was served divorce papers on New Year's Day. And another person very close to me was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and her whole life shifted in a heartbeat. And this all, you know, things happen in threes, and I was feeling kind of shell-shocked by it, and I was on a road trip with my husband, and I said, you know, these kinds of things are happening to people we know, and we could be next, and I'm afraid that if I don't know what to do if something should happen to you, that I'm going to be in a world of hurt. Can you, for Christmas, help me navigate our entire financial life so I know where everything is? so that if I need to step up, I can do it. And he said, sure. And so he went on online to see if he could find a solution to solve the problem, and he ordered a bunch of things, and he found them to be very boring and very gloomy-doomy and nothing that he really thought was representative of the way he wanted to pass on this information. So he created the Life Goes On Roadmap guidebook and had a beautiful spreadsheet um, design that would be incredibly low-tech and easy for anyone to use, even if they're not technology savvy, so that I could get all this organized. And then when we got this all, when we got our whole life organized, we, I said to him, this is such a gift. It's the greatest gift you could give me this holiday season, and now I want to make this gift available to women everywhere, because I think that I'm not the only one that has delegated or deferred some of this stuff to my life partner, and maybe to a fault. And I think that the greater mission that I'm fighting for here is for partners in relationships to be on an equal footing and equal awareness about where things are. Because if you don't know, in the moments when when the moments matter the most and you can't get your hands on your mortgage payment or your birth certificate or your passport or your marriage license or your divorce decree or whatever it is, that's going to take you hours and hours and hours of toil, trouble, and aggravation to try to locate, 
And if you needed it in order to qualify for some benefit or some important thing, you're going to be really disappointed and frustrated. And I want us to get in front of all that because there's a word that rhymes with it, and it has two letters in front of it. (laughs) And, And what I want you to know is that stuff like that happens. It happens every day. It happens when you least expect it. And I believe we need to get in front of that so that we don't have to have the aggravation, toil, trouble, drama, trauma, and chaos of not being able to find what we need when we need it. Can I give you an example of a little wake-up call I got? Absolutely, please. So, you know, I run a business. He runs a business. We have a pretty lovely home. We've got quite an enterprise we run here. And one day, I get a telephone call from someone who said that we're uh, Puget Sound Energy. And it went something like this. Hi, Mrs. Jutton, this is Puget Sound Energy, and this is a courtesy call letting you know that unless you pay up six months of unpaid utility bills within the next 20 minutes, we are going to turn off the electricity to your household and all of your businesses. Mm. Yikes. And I'm looking at the phone like it has three heads. I'm thinking that can't possibly be the case. So I go downstairs and I find the checkbook and I see that all the bills have been paid and I see all the um, bills in in the, um, I see the check numbers and all of that. And I, I instantly realized that this is a scam. But what bothered me is when I got on the phone to speak to a customer service representative at the utility company, they said, I'm sorry, Mrs. Jutton, we're not able to talk to you about your account because your account, your name is not on the utility bill. The only Seriously? person we're allowed to talk to about this account is your husband. Oh, my goodness. And I'm thinking to myself, what kind of, what is this, father knows best? What, what, what kind of, where, where are we living here? This is ridiculous. So when he came home that night, I said, we're calling all of the utility companies, and we're going to let them know that both of us have authority to make decisions about these bills, and that neither one of us is beholden to the other. And you would be amazed how many people in the world who are married to each other have it set up that way so that one person has the power and the other person doesn't. Well, what if so-and-so gets hit by a truck and can't turn off the electricity? What are you going to do? You're not going to have an out. you got to get ahead of this stuff because it's going to happen. It's not a matter of when it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's when. And I want people to have equal footing and be able to solve these problems. Another thing that... Um, one of our clients actually said is she takes care of all the bills and she does everything online and her husband is a complete technophobe and wouldn't know how to find out how to pay the waste bill if it showed up right under his nose. If if the parties are not talking to each other, the ship will not continue to sail if something should happen to the other person. So I really believe that there's There's millions of women and men who need to get on equal footing about this kind of thing so that neither party will be disempowered in such situations where it's important for someone to take control. Mm, And the online piece adds an extra layer of complication because you may not even know that there is a bill if it doesn't come to you in the mail. And if you're not even aware of the account or, or you don't know the password, you don't know the login credentials, that could really be problematic. It is. And, you know, it's so interesting. I mean, you know, if you're, I mean, let's put it to you this way. I don't want to be gloom and doom, but what's different about what we do here is that we promise that you will get it done and we'll make it fun. And so healthy, active baby boomers who are living the life uncommon, who want to plan epic adventures to come, 
if they just spend a day getting this squared away, they'll never have to worry about if they get if something weird happens on their trip to the Grand Canyon and they they didn't monitor the signs that said falling hazard caution, but they fall over. <laughs> Their kids are still going to get what they get, and they're not going to have any aggravation about where stuff is located. Mm. I mean, I don't really. know. How do you make that fun, Nancy? Come on. Say that again? <laughs> how do you make that fun? Well, how do we make it fun? You'd be surprised. <laughs> what we have um, created is um, we've written this, you know, um, you know, like when you go to driver's training and you've gotten a ticket and you need to work it off because otherwise your insurance is going to go up. Well, you go to traffic school with room with a room with bars on the windows, and they won't let you out until you've done your time. Well, with our life goes on road trip, it isn't like that. We um, we give you uh, games to play along your road trip so you can combat. Are we there yet? Fatigue. We punctuate each section of the road map with. Um, dance parties and fun breaks that you can take in between sections. We gamify it so that you and your partner can see how quickly you can speed through the sections so that you can get to your ultimate destination in a timely manner. And when you get to your ultimate destination, we celebrate with an I'm ready for anything membership badge, champagne, and other kinds of celebrations. And then we talk about the aha moments that happened along the way because what we're noticing is that we're igniting really juicy, important conversations between partners that they've been wanting to have for years so they can have time to consider what do we want to stop, start, and keep doing so that the rest of our life can really be the best of our life. And I think when you're well and able-bodied and optimistic is the perfect time to spend at least one day of your life thinking through these kinds of things and dancing about it, celebrating about it, and having some fun with it. And speaking of having fun with it, when we were doing it, um, like this may seem that I'm a strange kind of fun, but I mean, I've been in the workplace for a very long time and I signed up for my social security account so I could get a sense of where I've where I started and where I am right now. And what a fun walk through memory lane that was. My first job as a window girl at the at the Granada Hills McDonald's in um, Southern California earning, you know, minimum wage to what it is that I'm earning today and all the all the journeys and bends and swerves that I've taken up until that point. It's also kind of interesting to find out how much you qualify for social security at some point when you will want to claim that and ask yourself, how long do I want to work and when do I want to leave and what do I need to do differently to plan ahead for a better exit so that I can maximize my life and have more years in my life instead of more life in my years instead of years in my life. So those are some of the ways that we make it fun. What is your vision for this business? My vision for this business is that thousands and thousands of baby boomer women and their partners will come with us for this Life Goes On virtual road trip, that they will get their financial lives organized, and they will thank us for having guided them to do something that they've been wanting to do for years. I want them to have peace of mind, and I want them to feel great about the epic adventure still to come from a place of empowerment and control. And I think that that's, that is the flag that I'm waving. And uh, those folks who have a need or a desire for fiduciary fee-only financial advice, if they feel called to uh, work with my husband's company, they will have someone in their corner they can trust 
who has their back because he sells no products and takes no commissions. He totally looks after the client from a fiduciary perspective. So there's a lot we can do with folks, whether their only stop is to take this road trip and get this empowerment, awesome sauce. If they need more, well, there's more we can do for them. But I think that if we can touch 10,000 lives in the next short-term period of time with this powerful journey, I think we will really be living our legacy today because already the folks that have come with us on the road trip have said, this is a conversation I wanted to have with my spouse for years. We've gotten so much peace of mind. We feel so much better about what's coming forward. Thanks for making this fun. How many people have gotten a big, huge book or a binder from their CPA that's still sitting in the trunk of their car? They've never used it. We're putting people's feet to the fire to get this done, and we're making it fun, and we're kind of cheerful, happy people anyway. So I think that we are offering an antidote to a lot of what's ailing people because getting stuck on the procrastination roundabout does not get you to the desired destination with the power and control that you should have no matter what life dishes up next. You met Jack Canfield. There's a bit of a... There's a bit of a theme here because last week my guest was a Jack Canfield certified trainer. Ah. Tell me about your experience with him. Well, in January on January 11th, 2005, Jack Canfield flew into Bellevue, Washington because he was debuting his new book, The Success Principles: How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And I went to this luncheon and I was so moved by his presentation that I actually stood in line with all the other people with my $20 in my hand and bought the book. And he has this way of seeing and seeing people that's a very penetrating gaze. And he looked me right in the eye and he says, what's your name? I said, my name's Nancy Jutton. He says, Nancy, it's so nice to meet you. And like he really meant it. And he signed my book and I went home and I read it. And that book has been on my bedside table since then. It's coffee stained and dog eared. It's the best $20 I've spent in my professional development, and I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on my professional development. But what's really super cool is that by working the principles of the success principles, I've achieved a fair degree of success. And he was coming back to Bellevue in October of last year, and I was so grateful for the contribution that he made to my life through this book that I volunteered to do publicity for his appearance in our town, and I built a lot of buzz for the fact that he was America's number one success coach was going to be in our city, and we exceeded attendance records for that Day of Greatness event above and beyond what any other city in the United States of America had achieved. And I bought a front row seat, and I loved the Day of Greatness, and because I bought a front row seat, I got a new book that he's creating called Living the Success Principles, Extraordinary Stories of Ordinary People Accomplishing Amazing Things. And after the event, he said, I'm happy to pose for photos with anyone who's interested. So I stood in line to meet him again. And I had my book, the coffee stained book, signed from January 11th. And and I said, it's such a pleasure to meet you. You probably don't remember, but we met you know, 13 years ago or whatever, and this is the book you signed. He says, well, so nice to meet you. And so then I complimented him about the new book, and he said, you know, we're compiling stories for the new book. And I said, oh, you don't say. I said, um, he says, do you have a story for me? And I said, I think I do. And he reached into his pocket and gave me his personal business card, and he said, I want to hear your story. And I asked him, 
how long would you like the chapter to be? And he said, uh, long enough to cover the important points, but short enough to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I said, when would you like us? When would you like it? He said, get it to me in the next week, and you could be in the next book. And so, not long after that, um, actually on February first of this year, he wrote to me personally and said how profoundly moved he was by the story that I'd written and that I was going to be showcased in his next book. And I felt like that was fantastic because it was on the merits of the story and not based on being asked to pave to play or anything like that. But the part of it that I thought was particularly synchronistic is I met him on January 11th, 2005, and he opened my eyes to a whole new way to succeed. And on January 11th, 2017 was the exact day 13 years later that my husband and I came up with our big idea for the Life Goes On Roadmap. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's an accident that the dates were the same. And so I have a feeling that this is just a swerve in the road that life has dished dished up for me and my husband that will take us to the next level of our success. And I'm so excited about it. So can you give us a little preview about what's in that chapter, not to give it away so people still have to buy the book? (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, I happily, um, you know, the book is all about various success principles about, you know, tending to your mindset, asking, believing, and receiving, falling down seven, get up eight, practice the rule of five. Basically, what I did is I isolated like five or ten of Jack Canfield's success principles, and I told stories about how each of those principles was applied specifically and terrifically to take me from a um, from every stage, from the desperate housewife to the, the freelancer to the successful business owner with a global footprint to um, someone who's taking the stage 100 times over the last two years. And it's because when you work the principles, the principles work. And I'm not any different than anyone else other than my tenacity and my consistency and my um, desire to keep growing. And, and you know, you, are, you become like the five people you spend the most time with. You become like the five books you most like to read. So if you're reading books about success and you're hanging out with successful people, all that starts to rub off on you, and then you all of a sudden can see bigger and bolder for yourself. Sometimes I think we're all looking for the next big idea, And sometimes there's an awful lot of karaoke singers out there that are doing the same thing that everyone else is and hoping that it's going to work. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that the Life Goes On Roadmap for us is really a big idea because it's different. It's a different way to approach an important conversation to have with your partner that will have you looking ahead with optimism, joy, and adventure instead of gloom and doom and the fact that we hold your feet to the fire to make sure you get it done while having fun gives people a deadline for their destiny and I think that's really really important and that's the place I am in my life about self-actualization and living legacy and making a difference that will be lasting I think that's going to be that's going to be it for me that's this is the road I'm on this is this is you know so that's kind of what the book's about so when is the book coming out? Sometime this year. Sometime this year. He's a really busy guy. He's a really busy guy, so I don't know how he does everything that he's doing, but um, 
you know, the more people like that you hang out with, the more you start to see what more you can do. If they can do all of that, it, I think he's in his 70s now. If he can be that busy and that of contribution and making that kind of an impact on so many people, well, maybe we all ought to sort of um, believe that there's a whole lot more we can accomplish, too. Mm-hmm. You become like the people you most spend the most time with. How you do anything is how you do everything. And uh, doing it with passion, um, commitment, desire to be of contribution, that's just the way we roll around here. So will you get to do a tour or anything? Or does oh, he no, I don't travel so. to where the various authors are to launch the book? Or You know, uh, whatever he asks me to do, I'll do. I'm an excellent publicist from years of having done that, so I've already volunteered to do publicity for the book because uh, that's a gift I can give him, you know. Uh, That's a gift I can give him that will be of benefit to everyone who's involved. Um, But, you know, going back to the whole Maslow's thing, you know, I've written three books already, and getting mentioned in one by one of the mentors that I admire the most well, that's a feather in my cap. That's all about esteem and feeling accomplished as a human being on the planet. I'll take, I'll, I'll receive that. I'll happily be part of that. And if, if the story I tell can inspire other people to reach higher and dream bigger, then that will be legacy too. You know. What are your other books? I wrote Bye Bye Boring Bio which is available on Amazon and also on my website. It's the ultimate action guide to getting seen, heard, celebrated, and compensated for your expert status. I have um, I, I am Chapter 4 in the National Speakers Association book, Speak More, Marketing Strategies to Get More Speaking Business. And I'm Chapter 17 in a book by Maria Johnson called The World's Greatest Speakers, How to Move, the, Move Your Audience into Action. And all of those those two books are compilation books, but they are... They had juried editorial committees that chose the chapters on the merits, and there was no pay-to-play involved. And I think with the National Speakers Association book, that was a huge feather in my cap because there's quite an old school, quite a network of um, members who have been um, held in very high esteem for a very long time. And I was a brand new member, and they said we're, we're accepting book chapters. And what they did is they collected hundreds of book chapters from members all around the world, and they stripped the bylines away from the chapters, and the the people who are reading the books only read the content and didn't know who wrote it. And they only chose 33 chapters, and mine was one of them. And that was to keep it a level playing field between all the movers and shakers who had big names already. That book was a great way to put me on the map in a very target-rich environment of speakers and experts who ultimately decided to do business with me. I mean, I've always worked the, um, you know, when everybody goes to the left, I go to the right. You know, you can zig while others zag and get seen and heard and celebrated in incredible, powerful ways that bring you to the top of the stack. And I've been doing that for, for decades. And and it's a long, slow, consistent travel to success for me, no overnight success, but I appreciate every step along the journey. What would you say to someone who is sitting at home listening to this or in their car, maybe listening to this, and they're thinking, you know, I have some good ideas, but I just don't know if I can do it. Well, Henry Ford said, you either think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. So, 
change your mind, change your life. Why, why would you argue for your limitations when you can argue for your accomplishments instead? Mm-hmm. Arguing for your accomplishments means deciding, taking a dare, decide to do it. Ask for and apply what you need to know to amplify your impact. Resist the temptation to quit and execute because without doing anything, nothing will happen. D-A-R-E. I dare you. If you think that idea has what it takes to meet a specific urgent need in the marketplace where you can make a difference and you want to make that impact, why would you not do it? Why would you not do it? Tend to your mindset and make it happen. That's what I would say. How do you personally define success for yourself? Success for me is a happy marriage, a healthy, happy son, uh, being able to use my creativity and my authenticity to create product services and ideas that make a difference for others, the marketplace, and for me, and ultimately being proud of my contribution. Now, I have to ask you, what is one book or resource besides your own? that you would recommend to people that changed your life? Big surprise. Are you ready for it? (laughs) (laughs) Jack Canfield's The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. It's the best 20 bucks you can buy. Keep it on your bedside table every night. Read a chapter every night before you go to bed. Live the principles. The principles work. I had a feeling you might say that. Yep. Then the other book that I highly recommend, and this is relevant for the person who's got mindset issues, Gay Gay Hendricks wrote a book called The Big Leap, mm -hmm. and it's all about how you can over overcome your self limiting beliefs to accomplish anything you want to in life. And it's a deeply personal, provocative, powerful book that will take you through exercises that will help you shift your thinking and change your perspective. Don't think you're not enough or not worthy enough to accomplish whatever it is. Overcome those self-limiting beliefs or those that upper limit problem, and you might surprise yourself and accomplish more than you ever thought possible just because you gave yourself permission. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. If people want to find out more about you and the Life Goes On Roadmap, how can they do that? I'd love for you to go to lifegoesonroadmap.com to download a personal finance checklist that will give you a jump start in getting these conversations started with your, your partner. It's free to download, and I promise you, you will get the wake-up call you need to get organized. And if there's more, that, if you want to come with us on a future life goes on virtual road trip where you can actually get this done as we make it fun we will nurture you along to make that wise choice when the timing and opportunity are perfect for you what's next for nancy Jutton? i'm going to be waving the flag for the life goes on roadmap for the rest of my life i am going to be on television i'm going to be doing podcasts i'm going to be doing radio interviews just yesterday we had a we're going to be on the cover of a local magazine and a professional photographer was here taking pictures of my husband and i and our very adorable cockapoo named champ Mm. i mean this is the interesting thing is that along this path of meeting food and clothing and shelter and safety and love and belonging and esteem and building this global enterprise called get known get paid 
I have learned a lot about Internet marketing. I have learned a lot about social media. I've learned a lot about television. I've learned a lot about radio. I've publicized some of the biggest names in, in the world under my own pen. And now all that gets to come to fruition to where all those skills I get to apply for my own awesome initiative. And I just can't wait. I just can't wait for more people to get on the bus and become life goes on road trippers for life. And I just think that's my flag to wave. So I, I hope to uh, influence tens of thousands of people to start this journey. And I promise that it will be well worth it and they will never regret it. Nancy Judden, the Life Goes On Roadmap. Thanks for sharing your amazing journey with me today. Well, thanks for having me. I so appreciate it. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Have you ever found yourself suddenly responsible for something you know nothing about? If it's your family's finances, that can be incredibly overwhelming. No matter how old you are, do you know all the passwords to the bank accounts? Where the life insurance policies are? Whether there even is a safe deposit box? Or maybe you're the person who does know all those things, but nobody else does. Just like Nancy prepares her speaking clients for opportunity before it knocks, you'll want to be prepared to take over your financial well-being or have someone else take it over before it becomes an urgent necessity, and possibly too late if the person who has all the answers is suddenly gone. It's not a happy subject, but it does sound like Nancy and her husband make it fun with their Life Goes On Roadmap clients. At a minimum, you'll want to start the conversation today with your spouse or other loved ones if you haven't already. If you have something to add to the conversation, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. Follow the show to be reminded of future episodes and please tell your friends. What's your story? If you'd like to share it on this podcast to inspire others, please click on the link at the bottom of the show page and fill out the survey. If it seems like a good fit, I'll be in touch. I hope you'll join me next week. Until then, cheers to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. This is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at EWNpodcastnetwork.com.